0: previously on ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, the masked spirits did a little bit of information gathering and entered into the palace of the Earth King went in through the sewers and hijinks ensued (laughs) Uh, you guys got waylaid by one of the foremen of the servants who asked you to go take a bath you met two cooks named Chi and Chong that's something that exists in our campaign now (laughs) and uh, they were going to take you to visit the therapist but you knocked them out you took their place leaving them in a closet with a bunch of spider bats you went into the kitchen to help prepare the next meal you were discovered that you were trying to put something weird on the food so the foreman of the cooks tried to take you to the therapist you knocked out the foreman but Cheech and Chong were awake again and while you were trying to take care of that situation the therapist appeared turns out this ain't your normal kind of therapist this is like if the therapist was the name of a WWE star
1: (laughs) in any case we got a
0: big fight against Cheech chong and the therapist ahead of us how's it going to play out let's find out here in the world of blades in the dao fei what's shaking everybody you're listening to imp tab avatar blades in the dao fei the blades in the dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by...
1: Thomas Ryan as Hu wei Young, Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru, and Evan Peterson as Siwei (laughs) Leng. Yes. So, Thomas, I know that you are wondering about the
0: argument that you were making to the therapist. That wasn't your own role, that was assistance on Siwei's
1: role. I know, I know.
0: the therapist does not believe your malarkey... So, let's just get right into it. Let's fight the therapist.
1: I had to try. I had to try.
0: That is your complete MO every single time (laughs) we play a game. But yeah, we got Cheech and Chong. They're a six o'clock therapist. He's a four
1: o'clock. So... Let's brawl. Let's do this quick. You get you get ready to wreck because I am not good at fighting. I want to earthbend everyone into that closet.
0: I'm sure you would. That's going to be desperate, limited effect. Reasonable. <laughs> Especially
1: um, since there are two earthbenders. I don't know. What to, I just want to shove everyone in the closet and then we can do our stuff in
2: there. Would I like to do a thing? or would I, Yes, I would. I would like to do a thing. <laughs> All right, you do your thing because I'm grasping right now. I see this is a mess and I see a big guy, but I know... You know, I probably can't fight him, but I have that moment from, uh, what was that? One of the Thor movies where it's like, I can't beat you, but he can. I'm going to use Compel. and I'm going to summon a spooky spirit to frighten these guys into just huddling in the corner while we take care of business.
0: Interesting. Roll to a two.
2: So I'm using Compel. That's way better than my plan, man. (laughs) I'm using Compel here. That's two sixes, baby. Nice. Two sixes and a two. What an opener.
0: I think that that would have been risky standard. That brings it up to risky with great effect. That is going to give you three ticks. I think Cheech and Chong are the ones who are going to be more likely to be super terrified by this spirit. So we're going to mark three ticks on Cheech and Chong. They're currently at four out of six.
2: But it didn't scare the therapist at all?
0: The therapist has seen scarier stuff than this. <laughs> He's the Earth King's therapist. He's a hardened man.
2: So I, I summon this spirit in. Would you like to be the one to tell me what it looks like, or would you like me to be the one who describes it? You tell me what it looks like. So uh, I've flashback. All right. <laughs> and this is just a conversation, so I'm not sure how much it's going to cost me. Hopefully not a lot, because I don't have a lot of stress left. But i've talked with day during some of our meditation sessions about the spirits in the spirit world and now i've convinced them to kind of fight alongside us in some cases so i've seen a decent amount of spirits the one i'm summoning is just a large squid creature but with like eight eyes and in the spirit world it mostly just goes around like picking fruit and being chill but you know how are they gonna know that So it comes here and it just freaks him out because it's got all these tentacles and a bunch of eyes and this like pointy arrow shaped head. And it kind of just floats, like picking things up off the shelf and organizing them in a way that scares them. (laughs) It's just like a very organized and clean spirit. All right.
0: Yeah, it just kind of like appears in the back. There's kind of like this weird elastic bubbling noise as you summon this thing in through a portal to the spirit world from like the back corner, Cheech and Chong turn around. They've got the unconscious cook's foreman in their hands and they turn around simultaneously to look at this thing and they drop the foreman. They start screaming. The spider bats are still screaming. The squid spirit starts screaming. It doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) So big old commotion and the therapist you see a vein is bulging in his forehead and he says time to get some peace and quiet
2: around here
0: and starts moving towards you menacingly
2: see you way see um, way see I... way see you
0: way but there's there's no complications yet though so what would you guys like to do next
1: i have an idea that's much better i think mm-hmm. those bats are still stuck in the ceiling right they are i want to unleash the bats of hell <laughs> <laughs> Because they're probably freaked out by this thing coming out of the corner too. And they're all venomous. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a look, like Get ready to buggy, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let loose.
0: I think the way that we're gonna resolve this is rather than having you roll a skill to try and control the bats per se, it's gonna be easy enough to just release them with your earth bending. We would make a fortune roll to see how many of them attack you guys versus how many of them attack your opponents.
2: Okay. Fair. We need a six. We need double sixes. We need all sixes. I don't like this.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm going to do kind of a sliding scale sort of thing. Well, first I'm going to roll to see if there's a lot of bats or just a few bats. There's just a few bats. There's gonna be six bats. I'm going to roll a D6. And depending on what I roll, that will determine the split of how many of them go to your opponents versus how many of them go to you. Okay. So like the number that I roll is going to be how many of them attack your opponents. So you do you do want a six on this roll. That's a four. Okay, okay. So only two of them are gonna attack you guys. Four of them are going to attack your opponents though. So just starting with the ones who are attacking your opponents, Most of them are going to try and go for Cheech and Chong probably because they're right there. Well, they're first going to go for Cheech and Chong. So that is going to knock out the final two ticks on Cheech and Chong. The bats come at them. They freak out. They go running out of the room Scooby-Doo style. They're like, we never should have taken this job and we're never coming back. (laughs) And they uh, just resign right then and there. The remaining two go for the therapist. And, like, one rushes forward and grabs onto each of his biceps, starts biting and chewing and clawing, and the therapist just keeps walking forward. Oh, no. He does take some ticks from that situation there, but he is super angry. Now, the remaining two, we're going to see who they go for. First one's going for Wei Yang. There. and the second one's going for also way up <laughs> also yeah, fair.
1: <laughs> i deserve that yeah that's that's all
0: right uh we can either i think give you two stress or level two harm i think i think
1: two stress is better could i wait can i take one stress and level one harm uh sure let's go with that Okay, can I punch this guy in the stomach now? Dude, <laughs> I'm trying to help here, okay? So he
2: was like, I've been waiting to punch.
0: Okay, real, real, real quick, real quick. Some order of operations stuff. Young, the level one harm you take is poisoned.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, all right. But
0: we are going to give Siwe a prowess resistance roll as you square up against the therapist.
2: So he rolls four dice oh uh, prowess his prowess is probably better than mine your
0: prowess is four you get plus one for forged and fire so that's five dice
1: the therapist is really scary so does he count as supernatural (laughs) he's supernaturally scary he's
0: he's a normal dude i mean he's not a normal dude (laughs) but he's (laughs) he's on the
1: high end of what a normal dude
0: is so five dice from seaway for that prowess resistance roll against the therapist
1: Three fives, two fours. I cannot get a six to <laughs> save my life. Well,
2: you only take one stress.
0: Yeah, he comes walking up towards you and says, bad thoughts begin in the brain. I'm going to knock those bad thoughts out of you, and he's going to palm you on the forehead, <laughs> just, like, just like all your enemies do. At least he can't break your mask. And now, Seaway,
1: what would you like to do? Punch him in the stomach. Okay, go oh, for okay. it. Oh, thank goodness. A four. A four. <laughs> and a 6. There we go. There we go. When he palms me in the forehead, if I can, I'd like to like kind of recoil and turn away from him and hunch over a little bit, and while that happens, I pull out my mask and put it on, and then I turn around and punch him in the stomach. (laughs) Alright, yeah. With that
0: 6, that would have been risky standard, and that brings you to 2 ticks. That fills out the 4 o'clock for the therapist, and as you rush towards him, you see Fear grip his heart. His eyes go wide. His jaw drops as he sees the face of the wolf spirit in front of him, and he goes unconscious before you.
1: Does this guy fit in a closet? (laughs) How big is he?
0: It it would be a tight pinch, but you can fit. Uh, Well, actually, Cheech and Chong aren't here anymore, so you can fit the foreman and the therapist into the closet just fine.
2: All right. We don't know if they're earthbenders, so let's just stick their hands and feet in the stone and hope they're not. If we're fast (laughs) enough, it
1: won't matter if they're
2: earthbenders. All right. Stick their feet and hands in. Let's go. Gotta go fast. (laughs) Gotta go fast. (laughs) All right. At
0: this point, the only people who know that you are here are the five cooks who are finishing up the king's meal right now. Aside from that, the world's kind of your oyster bed right now here in the castle.
1: That's just, we know where the King's Chambers are because of this map, right? Indeed. I want to go, um, I assume there's a Servant's Entrance into the King's Chamber.
0: I'm going to roll to see if there's a Servant's Entrance. There is not. He's too oh. paranoid.
1: So it's just like the front door. Correct. Okay. And no windows, because I'm assuming it's smack in the middle there. Yes. Cool. Okay, I think we go over there, Um, try and lay low. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves, because that would be bad. Is there a way to discreetly see if there are guards posted up outside? I mean, I assume there are, but I want to know for sure.
0: There's definitely guards posted outside. I'm just gonna roll to see how many guards are posted outside. Only three guards, actually.
1: Oh. So, I'm trying to imagine the layout in my head, right? There's a big door that goes into the king's chambers, guards posted in front of it um is there like a long hallway in front of it it does it dead end at those doors does it cross in front of it like what are we looking at
0: so the king's personal chambers are adjacent to the king's audience chambers Mm -hmm. so it's like a big wide hall not quite the throne room this is a separate room because you know the king's got to have a separate room for everything yeah so you like go in through the throne room to the personal audience chambers, and then behind that is the king's personal like, inner sanctum. Okay. So big room leading into a still big room, but a little bit smaller, eventually leading into a room that's probably still bigger than it needs to be.
1: Fair. Is there roof access? Based on the the map that we had, is it reasonable to assume there's roof access to his personal chambers? Or wherever he eats his food?
0: Wherever he eats his food, that would be his personal chambers. I'm going to roll to see if there's roof access. <laughs> There's not roof access. Oh, this guy. So yeah, the, the structure of the palace is like the audience hall, the throne room are on the first floor. So the stuff up above that is not where the king lives. That's kind of like smack dab on top of the king. He's like, it's sort of a ziggurat pyramidal sort of formation. And the king is in the center at the bottom, the most like defensible position, it turns out.
2: Boys, come here quick. And I'm going to pull out my... I'm gonna mark another thing. I brought my fine disguise kit with me and I'm gonna make us look like we got beat up by the therapist. All right. All right, follow me. We're going back into the kitchen. We're gonna deliver this food. We got we got our lesson taught to us and as part of our punishment, we have to go in while, you know, beat up, fully pains on our backs, carry this meat as well. It's it's the final lesson we have to learn before we've uh, been therapized. It sounds good. So I will I will make us up to look like we got beat up Add some, you know, yellows and purples and blues and a little bit of like red cornstarch syrup where we need to and get back into the kitchens.
0: Yeah, you walk on inside and they've just got the plates finalized and ready to go. You've got one plate that is large for a human and then you've got another plate that is too large for ten humans. <laughs> They've put them on this nice little gurney, this nice little trolley there, and uh, as you come walking in, they all just like wince and go, Ew, you guys had a bad time, it
2: looks like. Yeah, we've almost learned our lesson. He said the final thing we have to do is carry the food in and apologize directly, so... We'll do that, and then we'll come back and get started on the next meal.
0: All right. Uh, what would you like to roll to convince them of your, uh, your ploy here? Sway? Works for me. We'll make that risky standard.
1: Oh, risky? But, yeah. <laughs> what else would it be, man? Come on. You did
0: come back without the foreman, which is a little bit
2: suspicious. Man, I really wish my bowl and my face changing were still there. <laughs> <laughs> well... I got a 1 and a 5. Five's good. Five's good, but that probably means something. Look, we're running low on resources. I will just take that 5.
0: All right. One of the options for a partial success on a risky roll is harm. We'll say that you actually did suffer level 1 harm during the course of that altercation there.
2: Absolutely. What is my level 1 harm?
0: We'll say that when Seaway reached out to grab the bat, it did manage to just barely nick you, so we'll say that you're also poisoned
2: poison squad uh just for our sake how is this like poison to make us like is it like a paralytic a diuretic what's gonna happen is it is it just to kill you dead
0: let me take a gander at what's going on with different types of poisons in blades in the dark
2: if it's bad enough i'll
1: just pour some of my blood onto the food like he'd be able to taste human blood.
0: He's very familiar with the sensation.
1: There's no way that dude hasn't eaten a person.
0: <laughs> okay, so under the sample creations and blades in the dark, poisons will often leave you with the level one harm sickened. So this isn't going to like incapacitate you or kill you eventually. It's mostly just going to, you know, make you feel like you got a really bad fever, some nausea in the stomach, a little bit of lightness of the head.
2: Classic. All right. I have used two of my three load so i'll just take that sickening effect and i will i will walk in front of the cart i'm assuming Seaway's the biggest so he'll probably push it unless you want to do something else seaway
1: no i'm good with that
2: okay so Wei young and i will be in front making sure nothing falls off i
0: okay you head up to the door where the three guards are waiting
2: apologies for the the state we're in we had to go see the therapist Ugh.
0: that guy i miss the old therapist he was much nicer <laughs>
1: agreed
0: <laughs> but let's see you've made all of the rules necessary to get to this point so i think we can have you like well we'll have one of them kind of step forward and be like the final poison tester takes a little bite of the food tasting goes mm, that's quite good that's quite tasty and they'll uh, open up the door for you and you see before you an opulent chamber it's the kind of thing where you walk inside and it's like, well, the contents of this room could pay off the debts of a hundred people down there in the lower ring. <laughs> but there's a there's there's a bit of a stank in here, the kind of stank of a person who just stays in the room all day, not really doing a whole lot. And kind of on the far side, seated at a large table, is a large man and a large bear.
1: I'm assuming this man is like, just massive like he's gotta be if he's eating 40 pounds of meat a day i mean that guy has to be bigger than the biggest recorded human being ever
0: (laughs) well of the the number is slowly getting a little bit more realistic the 80 pounds is just a ploy from the news people The 40 pounds is split between himself and his bear. Oh, so only
1: 20 pounds of food a day? Is that it? (laughs) You think it's an even split between him and the bear? (laughs) He's eating as much as a bear.
0: No, it's not an even split. I'm going to roll (laughs) to see how many pounds of red meat... The king is eating five pounds of red meat a day.
1: That is still a lot of meat. Well, mm-hmm. Is that the only food he eats? Yes. Yes. Okay. Nothing but red meat. All right. Gosh. All right. I had to ask. He's still a big guy. He's, he's so, still a big, big guy. He's so nutrient deficient. <laughs> Dude's got scurvy. He <laughs> gotta eat citrus, man. We could have just waited. <laughs> didn't have to poison him (laughs) give him like 20 minutes as he eats this he has a heart
2: attack and dies it's like oh great (sighs) it's the nelly poisoning kids thing all over again
1: does he look like me
0: uh he looks like half of you well
1: yeah i mean like (laughs) in the way that a parent looks like a child i don't mean are we clones (laughs) you look identical (laughs) cool i hate that i hate this guy
0: but yeah you come rolling in with the trolley and he turns towards you and says well, it's about time. I've been waiting for this meal for five minutes.
2: Gosh, I want to kill him. I immediately fall fully prostrate and just say, apologies, your highness. There was a hold up at the door with one of your guards. He wanted to make sure that the food was up to, up to your standards. That's why
0: I only hire the best chefs around these parts, like Cheech and Chong. They're great. I love those <laughs> guys. They're like jesters, but they're in the
2: kitchen. They're very good, sir. Yes.
1: Man. This
2: is where all of our butler questions come in. I was
1: was just about to say the butler stuff's coming in
2: handy. Do I feed the king or the bear first? (laughs) Hey,
0: everybody. Quick note from Ned the Editor here. I realize that these comments about the butler questions may require a little bit of explanation for our listeners who haven't been listening to the obligatory talkback over on our Patreon. So when we introduced Day into the story, uh, I talked about how a while ago I found this quiz on a website for a butler college, this quiz that goes through different questions about how to be a butler. And we decided that we would start asking those questions to the cast as part of the obligatory talkback to see how good we are individually at butlering skills. And turns out that actually was surprisingly handy. So that is the context here. Um, And a lot of what we discovered from that is manners are, they can be kind of arbitrary sometimes. It's like, oh, why do you show up at this time? Oh, that's just because that's the way the rule is. So that leads into what's going on here. Now back to the show.
2: I will grab the plate for the king. I'll grab the plate for the
1: bear (laughs) because the bear has a towel over his left arm, which indicates he wants me to serve him.
2: I will, um... I don't have any poison on me or anything. I'm just going to bring this forward. And as I approach, I'm going to say, Cheech and Chong were uh, instrumental in creating this, but I did want to let you know uh, we had a celebrity chef come in to uh, prepare this meal for you particularly. All right. I'm going to
0: make a four o'clock called The King's Suspicion. That's a really small clock. Now, have any of you guys ever played the card game Mao?
1: No. Yeah. It's been a really long time, but yes.
0: The the premise of the game is the rules change every round, but you don't actually know how the rules are changing until you figure it out during the course of play. So, as we've learned with our butler questions over the past several months. Oh, no. (laughs) uh, Sometimes it's just, you know, there are rules that exist because they exist and sometimes they don't make sense. So, I'm going to roll to see whether or not having a celebrity chef prepare the meal is proper for the king. Oh,
2: no. It is not.
1: Oh, no. We're
0: marking one tick on the king's suspicion.
2: (sighs) And I will, you know, continue forward. And, of course... uh, It was the head chef that suggested that. Uh, So he's currently at the therapist, uh, you understand, for his folly. I love this therapist. He's the best guy
0: I've ever hired.
1: Uh, (laughs) While while Tonin is distracting the Earth King, can I slip a full bottle of slumber essence in the bear's food? In the bear's food? I do not want to fight a bear. (laughs) How
0: far we have come.
1: (laughs) I've grown as a person in real life. (laughs) What would
0: we like to roll to avoid getting noticed that you're slipping slumber essence into the the bear's
1: food here? I mean, I feel like I should roll finesse, um, which is zero die for me. Um, But what if you... Did something better instead. (laughs) All right, pitch me something, because all I can think of is finesse right now.
2: Um, Prowl? You're doing something sneaky? Yeah, you could do prowl. You could do hunt. This is kind of hunting a bear. Hunt is zero dice as well. Okay, well then, just get
1: good at stuff. (laughs) I'm working on it, all right? (laughs) right, I've got one dice and prowl. Yeah, do prowl. That makes sense. I will prowl slumber essence into the bear's food. All right. No, I won't. That's a two. What if you took good devil's bargain? No, I will... You can push yourself. I will push myself. Yes. Oh my gosh! You have like so little stress to play with. That's a five. Okay. That means it works. <laughs> yep. You get it in there.
0: But we're going to mark the second tick on the king's suspicion. He's currently at two out of four. Snow bear. I don't want to fight a bear.
2: Go bear. Go bear. <laughs> Go away bear. Go away bear. <laughs> Go bear. But you know what? I set down the food and I step back and I say, Your Highness. We did bring some entertainment for you today. And I'm going to try and pull Seaway forward and say, whisper in Seaway's ear, please try and remember who we are. Chug some rage essence and we're going to hide in a corner.
0: All right. I'm going to roll to see whether it's proper that you served the king before serving his bear. I thought we served at the same time. You were busy hiding slumber essence in the bear's food. (laughs) All right. Fine. Yeah. Uh, it is not proper oh, to feed the king on. before you feed his bear. <laughs> Look,
2: these butler questions can go any way. That is
0: one more tick on the king's suspicion. None of these
2: have been proper.
0: I'm literally, it's just literally just a 50-50 die roll. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I'm slamming rage essence.
2: Yeah, so I am, I am running into the back corner with, way young and I'm going to try and like disguise us with the disguise kit that I have and
0: disguise yourselves as the wall as
2: like statues or something just so that Siway can not notice us in
1: his blind rage and take the king out I'm going to look at the king and like just stare at him and make sure I'm staring at him as I drink the essence so he's <laughs> the first thing I see <laughs> all right so we're just throwing all subtlety out the window here look uh, it is what it is we're in a room with him if he dies you're the king the second he dies, you jump on the table and go, stand down, I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
0: while the rage essence is kicking in, Tonin, what would you like to roll to successfully hide you and your friend from your other friend's notice?
2: Okay, I'll pull out the disguise kit and then throw it on the ground and say, that's ridiculous. And then I'm just gonna hide in the corner and I'm gonna try and pull out like a spirit. I'm just gonna reach into the spirit world and be like, somebody come here and hide I- us. I have a quick question. Is there a door? We already established there's just the one.
1: Oh, that's right. But there's a wall and we're earthbenders.
2: I guess that's true. We could just put ourselves in the wall with like a little mouth hole so we can breathe. <laughs> that might be a better idea. Follow your heart, man. Um, I'm still gonna try and attune and reach into the spirit world to bring something that like, hopefully if he turns around and sees it, maybe he'll just be, cause he can still, he. the thing about Compel is these creatures can still be scary people even if i pull them in so i'm gonna go ahead and try and bring something scary to keep seaway away from
1: the corner that we're hiding in can i pitch a slight adjustment to that plan i'm all ears summon it next to the earth king because the guards are going to hear this and rush in Russian, and if they see the chef defending the earth king but it was too late you're a
2: smart man okay yeah i'm gonna do that when Seaway kills the Earth King, there will obviously be a commotion. The guards will come in, see a spirit, and honestly, Seaway's probably gonna attack the spirit in his blind rage. So sorry to the spirit, and I know he can, because of because of Seaway's build, he can actually punch spirits. So you know what? I'm bringing in a scary, I'm bringing in an actually scary spirit for Seaway to fight. All right. <laughs> if I can, let's see what this attune roll is. Sorry, Seaway, it is what it is. A six, a one, and a two.
1: It's okay. You're giving me a chance to actually punch something.
2: Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. As I'm jumping into the wall, I pull in a scary spirit and say, ooh.
0: Yeah, you summon the skeleton of a bipedal camelephant with flesh kind of dripping off of it in oh, rotting, no. in rotting, sloughing splats on the floor. Yum. And it looks down at the king and begins to breathe out raggedly. The king looks down at the camelephant in front of him, looks up at the camelephant spirit next to him, looks forward at the wolf-masked spirit in front of him. Siwe, what would you like to do?
1: want to throw my club at his face with as much bending power behind it as I can muster. <laughs> All
0: right. Sounds like we're skirmishing. Are, are we skirmishing or are we wrecking realistically? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same number of dice either way. How controlled do you want to be? That's the real question. I think we're skirmishing. I think if it's a human, it always counts as a skirmish no matter how non-PG-12 the results will be. Okay, <laughs> go for it six five and five. Oh, so close to a crit
0: so the bear was supposed to be the thing that was going to make this fight difficult <laughs> um you just bent the club into the face of an incredibly nutrient deficient man wow.
1: <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna say if i rolled a six <laughs> It can happen off-screen if we need to for the podcast. (laughs) Yes,
0: and I don't think I can officially say Matt Mercer's catchphrase because I'm pretty sure it's copyrighted, but essentially, what is the result of this throw,
1: Seaway? So I throw the club, cut camera angle to showing the front of Seaway with the wall behind him. The club comes back into his hand, red, cut back to see the camelephant spirit standing over a chair that is now on its back with two feet just sticking up into the air nice (laughs) tv 10 that's good and uh (laughs) then the next thing i see is the camelephant spirit
0: (laughs) yes the next thing you see is in fact the camelephant spirit looking down at the fresh meat lying on the ground in front of it and it uh leans down and you hear some very unpleasant noises
1: (gasps) however you're on rage essence you can't stop till they're broken yep at this point i want to yell for the guards because the king is dead and some spirit did it so i want to yell Guards, please hurry! One of you two should have taken my mask off. You're wearing the mask? I thought you were wearing your chef clothes. That is
0: that is a good point. You didn't specifically say that you were putting your mask on. So do do you want to have the mask on or not? We ne- oh, that's a little bit nebulous.
1: It is a lot more thematic with the mask on. <laughs> I'll have taken it off after the
2: last fight. Okay. No mask. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll bend us back out of the wall and we'll just start running towards the door screaming guards guards the chef has tried to protect the
0: king but we're too late the doors come slamming open and the guards rush in they see the spirit they see seaway they see the king's body lying on the ground they see the bear just zonked out in its chair and uh Seaway what do they see you doing with this spirit
1: uh sprinting at it going to tackle it cause I believe my ghost fighter thing is grappling to restrain and capture so my club is still ineffective so I'm just like football player running and tackling the spirit.
0: (laughs) So with the Ghost Fighter, you can do kind of both. You gain potency in combat versus the supernatural, so when you fight it, you don't have any negative effects due to Uh the fact that you're fighting a spirit, but you also have the opportunity to be able to physically interact with them in that sort of
1: way. Okay, then they see me trying to do a, oh, 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 callback to our very first job uh going up to do a golf swing style swing with my club at the camelephant's lowered head. Yeah. all right sounds like you're
0: skirmishing perhaps.
1: Yep okay go for it five
0: All right I'm going to create you know
1: what We're in the end game now. I'm gonna push myself. I want to try for a six <laughs>
0: Ooh. or you could just activate not to be trifled with Oh <laughs> my
1: God. <laughs> Thank you for being the cool DM that reminds people of their own character things. I'm going to push myself to perform a feat of physical force that verges on the superhuman.
0: Yeah, so they're rushing towards the king. You grab that club, and as you connect with the Camillephant spirit's head, it lifts up off the air like 10 feet and slams into the ground on the other side and looks up with rage burning in its eyes. Uh, we're going to create a six clock for the camelphant Spirit, and that is going to tick off think three ticks on that clock with Dang. that big awesome hit there
1: podcast listeners i wish you could see how many clocks ned has <laughs> on his sheet of <laughs> clocks just so many
0: all right the soldiers are rushing forward before they can manage to make it i think the camelephant spirit is going to try and retaliate against you in some way i'm going to roll to see whether it's going to try and physically attack you or whether it maybe realizes that's a bad idea and tries to scare you instead it's just going to rush you to physically attack you. So that's going to be a prowess resistance roll from you. It is a supernatural threat, so that's going to be 6
2: dice. You got to roll 6 dice for this resistance roll. Is that all? <laughs>
0: If you don't roll a six, Evan, I'll buy you a game on Steam.
2: (laughs) The odds literally are in your favor that you will roll a six. It was so close. I
1: rolled two fives, two fours, a one, and then on my last die, I rolled a six. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to be honest. You said that, and I was kind of like, maybe I don't want a six.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So it comes rushing towards you with its claws outstretched and you just like reach up and Greco-Roman wrestling style grab both of its claws with your own hands and just like headbutt it right in the trunk and it lets out a trumpet of surprise. Uh, Wei young and Tonin what are you guys doing right now
1: you guys here he, I'm not sure how much I can say is the man under rage essence but uh, our, our cover story is seems like it might be presentable at this point them running in and seeing me defend the king from a spirit we don't know for sure if they're buying that. But if I turn around and see the guards while coked out on rage essence, I will quickly ruin our cover. (laughs) I think that's something we would have realized. Yeah. (laughs) Should we try and get these guards to run away and
2: just, yeah, I'm going to try and convince the guards to run. It's too late. Uh, No sense in it. And more people dying.
0: You know what? Actually, I think with the fact that because, yeah, here's what I'm thinking now that the spirit realizes that a physical altercation isn't going to work it's going to try and use straight-up terror try and get seaway off of it so it's going to try and provoke a resolve resistance roll like its eyes are going to burn and bleed it's going to let out the most unearthly shrieks that you've ever heard in your life in order to try and get seaway off of it that's also potentially going to freak out the guards so if you want to try to attune to the spirit to get it to freak out the guards we could go with that
2: yeah and i'm gonna like verbally encourage them to flee as well like It's not worth it. The king is dead. Long live the king. You need to evacuate this wing immediately, go. All right, let's see if I can attune to this sucker. Man, that one spun like crazy. Uh, A one, a three, and a five?
0: Okay, that is a partial success. So we're going to give you one more tick on the Camelophant spirit, but the uh, guards, as they see this thing going on, they are freaking out. They're like, oh yeah, let's, let's evacuate this wing. Maybe call in a spiritualist or something. However, we are going to need a resolve resistance roll from all of you.
2: From all of us. Yeah, it's screeching. I specifically cannot be scared by anything that I summon.
0: That's true. So you're good to go. Now, resolve, we're going to get plus one for fortune fire and plus one for the fact that it's a supernatural threat. So, Siwei and Weiyung, that's going to be plus two on top of your resolve.
1: So, I roll five dice. Roll four. Double sixes. Ooh. Triple fives.
0: Okay, Wei Young, you're good to go. Siwei, you are going to take one stress. That's
1: fair. Can I donate one of my sixes to him? Since I'm not using it, you know. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. I should be good. All right, all right. I felt like I got two more stress, but... (laughs) Well, hopefully we're near the end here. (laughs) Right?
0: Yeah, so the guards are rushing out. They're yelling for people to evacuate the area, calling for, like, where's the spiritualist? We need someone to get in here right now. We do still have two ticks left on the camelphant spirit.
1: Ned, did we have a thing at one point that uh, captured spirits, right? The spirit bottle. We gave that to somebody. Oh, we gave Day it. comes pre-equipped with those. It's a spirit bottle and a lightning hook. That's right. Okay. Never mind. Well, right now you are all raged up, mm-hmm. I think our next step should be deraging you somehow. Oh yeah, add a tick to my rage essence dependence if we haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, you
0: are currently at 4 out of 6 on your rage essence dependency
1: Is there um, an unrage essence? Like a peace essence? Would it be like a slumber essence? I already used that on the bear If you had a second one, you could try and use it
0: Tonin, you've got trance powder
1: I mean, yeah, I've got trance powder
2: always with me. Yeah, I'll try and use that I'll try and um, run into the room behind him as he's fighting this thing and then just blow it over his face. Then first I'm gonna see if the trance powder
1: works. The first time we've ever used it.
0: Yes. Yeah, so trance powder induces a pleasant hypnotic trance when inhaled. The victim of this powder is not fully unconscious, but rather retreats into a calm, suggestible mental state similar to hypnotism.
1: So kind of like anti-rage. Yeah, so I'll blow it in his
2: face and I'll say, calm down.
1: Do they neutralize each other to just take me back to normal? Or does it actually overtake the rage essence? You take and an upper and a downer at the same time. <laughs> oh boy.
0: <laughs> just smack in the middle. I'm going to roll to see whether it brings you just right back to center or whether you become overtaken by the trance powder. You become overtaken by the trance powder.
2: So I just, I blow it in your face and I say, calm down,
1: calm down. Everything's okay. Just act Normal, dude, just chill, okay. Did you get rid of the spirit? I,
2: well, as no, soon the as spirit's I, still there. As soon as I see that it has affected you, I will release my concentration on having summoned it.
0: This isn't Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> let's
1: just run. Let's run and go down the sewers and get back to base.
2: You know what? I like that plan. Run. That's what I say. So let's calm just... down and run. 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 I'll
1: grab one of Seaway's arms. You grab the other one, and we're just gonna buggy because everyone should be evacuating anyway. We'll fit right in, and we'll just go through the sewers and run. That's the plan.
0: So you go rushing out. And you hear the shrieking, howling noises of the spirit behind you. You hear wood splintering. You hear a bear being awoken very rudely. Bear
2: versus spirit. Let
1: them fight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that is where we're going to pick up next time. Wow.
1: There might still be complications on our sprint out. I don't feel totally out of the woods with that cut off. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, we're the complications will come when we get to the payoff and the heat, etc., etc.
1: Yeah, I think I'm still playing this game wrong because I didn't do a flashback or use any of my load. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you punched, and that means you played the game right. You punched good, too. The problem is my items that come without the load are just so good. That's my club and my rage essence. That's all I need. Yeah? Oh, I had manacles and chains. Why didn't we use those on Cheech and Chong? <laughs> on a
2: lot of people, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not just Cheech and Chong. Here are things that are metal that cannot be bent.
0: <laughs> I'm dumb.
2: Look, we don't think of these things in the moment. It's
0: a, it's a stressful game.
2: The stress you accrue is also real in real life.
0: Oh, man. Well, listeners, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of Imp Tab Avatar. We'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades and the Daofei. If you want more, go and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as two people who are out of a toxic work environment if you go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Russell, are all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us there, maybe you'd like to talk with Thomas about how it feels to be the the Earth King now <laughs> that the old Earth King is dead. Woo! Don't be afraid to reach out. <laughs> you did it. You know, I'm honestly kind of surprised that it did actually end up happening. Like at the very beginning when Thomas was like, I want to be the Earth King, I was like, okay, we'll see.
1: <laughs> now here we are. Incredible.
0: But yes, uh, now it's time to shout out our next batch of sticker club patrons. The first person we're shouting out today is Thomas Ryan. Yeah!
1: (laughs) The The (laughs) F-King! I mean, it worked. It worked. Holy cow, it worked. I mean, I always knew it would work. I don't know what you guys are worried about. Actually, Thomas Ryan's not the Earth. Wouldn't that be a twist? Actually, we found a new heir. His name's Thomas Ryan. Turns (laughs) out you have an older brother. Surprise. (laughs) If I have to kill myself in this, I will do it. (laughs) I won't even hesitate. Thomas versus Thomas.
0: Oh, wow next person we're shouting out is Stuttering GM. Stuttering GM is the spiritualist who's going to show up and stop the Camelophant spirit from killing the Earth King's bear. Oh, thank goodness.
1: Appreciate it. If he gets there in time, the Camelophant spirit's alone with the bear. (laughs) I mean, it's a bear, though.
0: Yeah. Stuttering GM shows up in enough time to make sure that, I mean... Thomas, you're gonna inherit a bear. Alright. You're the Earth King now.
1: That's awesome. Well, I'm just saying, the only like canon uh thing we've seen about inheriting a bear, um, that lady ate it. Oh, she did. Ooh. Just spoilers for the next episode. I'm eating a bear. No, you're oh my gosh.
0: Your your head of the military <laughs> might have some things to say about that. Yeah, see so who's gonna <laughs> stop you. And the last person we're shouting out is Adrian Garneau. <laughs> Adrian Garneau actually was the head of those guards who through his heroic actions managed to evacuate an entire wing of the earth palace before everybody got ruined by the camelephant spirit
1: well done good job
0: we'll have more sticker club patrons to shout out next week and if you dear listener want to join their ranks consider joining our patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop where you can also get bonus episodes discord access biannual sticker packs and more such as the obligatory talkback where we're going to be breaking down our first job that took two full recording sessions to finish now let's do a round of plugs thomas would you like to take that this time
1: yes um as your earth king these are not plugs these are decrees Mm. Um, i decree that thou shalt listen to every fate campaign we have now or i will i will cast thee in the dungeon also Ten Thousand things a previous campaign that happens in the future of the current timeline we're in but it's really cool, so you should listen to it. And I'm the king, so you have to. <laughs> iCast Fireball is a podcast about Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a hard time right now. Um, iCast Fireball is a DD and d campaign and the Tyranny of Dragons deal. It's really fun, and Ned's in it, and I decree you listen to it. And also, I'm taxing you now, <laughs> fanrolldice.com. <laughs> Go buy some dice using code vroomvroomfifi to pay your taxes to me, the Earth King.
0: Well, everybody, <laughs> thanks for joining us here in the world of Tab Avatar Blades and the Dao Fei. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan as... Hu way Young,
2: Christian Randall as... Tonin Yoru.
1: And Evan Peterson as Seaway Leng.
0: Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab
1: Avatar. We should have given the bear the rage essence. What? That would have been a way better idea. No, it would have killed him. Just let the bear murder the king? <laughs> Absolutely not. It was, oh. You think we could outrun a bear? Flashback. It was actually rage essence. <laughs>